0: Steeler Steelers fans, I'm Kevin Tate here for another episode, Sunday episode of We Run the North on the BTSC platform. Today we have a guest with us. We have my, my boy, my homie, Cincinnati, Cincinnati Bengals fan, Brandon Herriot, aka B-Dirt. He's here to tell us about the Bengals, what he thinks about the Bengals. He's been a lifelong fan. So B-Dirt, what's good, man?
1: Well, uh... Just so everybody knows, I am about three miles from downtown Pittsburgh right now. It's where I reside. I am a transplant, uh, so it's interesting wearing my stripes around here. But uh, no, nah, man, just uh, enjoying uh, a good season from last season, uh, critiquing it, and, and getting excited about what's coming up. Right. So,
0: hey, man, let me ask you this: Do you uh, do you get do you get Heckled and bothered and stuff when you wear your Cincinnati Bengals
1: stuff swag down in in Pittsburgh. You know, um, not not too much to be honest with you. There's a lot. There's a lot of places I'd rather not be with them on. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've, uh, I, you know, you get the the normal stuff, you know. Um, but uh, I, I think it has partially to do with the fact that we've basically been little brother most of the time. Um, you know, uh, you know, I, I don't think we're looked at as a major threat. I think that might change, uh, hopefully here over the next few years. Um, but, uh, but no, I mean, for the most part, people are pretty, you know, um, you know, you give a little ribbing back and forth, but nothing, nothing too bad. I mean, I, it's a lot easier than going to Cleveland or Baltimore. (laughs)
0: Right. And I have to, I have to acknowledge you, you, you do represent, I know, I was there visiting you. We went to a game. I think it was 2015. Yeah, and you you had on all your all your bingo swag and stuff. It was the game. I know we won the game. I know it was pouring down rain.
1: Yeah, it was. Uh, it was the home opener for the Steelers, and okay. it was the year after uh, what I refer to as the perfect ending. Um, oh, the, the the year after the playoff game. Yeah, yeah. If you remember, I had a shirt on; it just said "Free Perfect on it. And yeah, that's stopped. right. Everybody stopped to take pictures with me. So, you know, everybody—I had Steelers fans giving me the bird and, and joking <laughs> around and laughing, putting their arms around me. I, it was it was all in jest and funny. Uh, you know, um, I think uh, I didn't know any Cincinnati Bengals fans that didn't think that Perfect was what was not also a problem in our our team as and in, a in league in general. Um, so it was kind of all a jest, and everybody kind of took a good 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 swing at it and had some fun with it. It was a good time. Right.
0: Okay. Well, before we get started, I got some questions for you about the Bengals, but let me just acknowledge some of the people in the live chat. Uh, what's up, Eric? Eric Henney and Clarence Washington, Scott Higgins. What's up, fellas? Is that Sherry Richards? Hey Sherry, what's up? How are you? Um, so you know. We're going to get started jumping in real quick. And how we're going to do this, I'm going to ask Brandon questions from a Steelers perspective about the Bengals. Then I'll give him the floor, and he'll ask me questions about the Steelers. And then we'll just open it up for some Q&A and comments maybe about the Browns and the Ravens, the other teams in the division. So we'll just get started like that from here. So B. dirt. starting out with you, man, I'm just going to ask you, how long have you been a Cincinnati Bengals fan?
1: Uh, I think the the first game I went to, I think I was about eight or nine years old. I just remember it being extremely cold, and my dad made me wear a snowmobile suit. Um, grew up about, you know, two hours north of Cincinnati, and um, and that was the, the first time I went and saw a football game, and I was hooked. So uh, well, well,
0: well, What, you were eight years old? When eight, nine.
1: That- I don't even think I was 10 years old. I just remember my mother wasn't too excited about me going because it was bad weather, and my dad was like, nah, put the snowmobile suit on. We're going.
0: Nice. Uh, was that was that was that Kenny Anderson or, or Boomer Syason when you went first time? Uh
1: that would have been just before Boomer. Um and would have been, yeah, that was back at oh Riverfront Stadium.
0: Okay. Yeah. No. Riverfront. Um, so you've been a you've been a Bengals fan for roughly over 35 years then.
1: Yeah, yeah, At yeah. Forty five I mean, now, so it's it's yeah, but it's been my whole life. It's been it's been a rough uh, it's been a rough go of it for most hey, of. You know, not, couple not little, a- couple little good seasons here or there, but no sustained, um, uh, uh, you know, activity as far as being being good.
0: I'd say I'd say it's not not as rough as having having been being a Cleveland Browns fan though. No?
1: no, I I mean. I don't know what it would have felt like to have your team just leave on you, but that had to hurt. You know, right. And, and but, the,
0: but but then leave and be the Baltimore Ravens, therefore be good.
1: And, and yeah, win a championship. <laughs> right. It, most of your old players won a championship. That'd be hard to swallow, man. That would. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's definitely tough. But yeah, I mean I've been, you know, obviously I think at that point in time when I first started going, I didn't know really any of the players, but you know, when they went to the Super Bowl, I was, uh, I think I just turned 12. Mm -hmm. So that was right when I started, like, you know, everybody was collecting cards. I knew the stats on the back of everything. You know, I had my favorite players weren't stat stuffers and, and just the best players in the league and those kind of things. Like it wasn't the boomers and the icky woods and the people that you would normally think of, you know, it was, it was the James Brooks. It was the the, the David Fulcher was my favorite. Tim Crumry, I almost cried when his leg broke in that Super Bowl. I remember Bowl.
0: that in the Super I Bowl. I still
1: remember flopping yeah. around. 80, uh,
0: 89 Super Bowl, right?
1: Yeah. 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 So, yeah, it was, Uh, you know, that was really where, where I came from.
0: So, let me ask you this. You just mentioned your favorite. I don't know. You said David Fulcher. Who's your all time favorite Bengal?
1: David Fulcher.
0: There's David Fulcher.
1: 100%. Yeah. Fulcher. I was a Fulcher's vulture. Yeah, most definitely. And, and and if he played in the league right now, uh, you know, he would be fined. He would be uh, suspended, thrown out of games. It just – yeah. I
0: think I think David Fulcher is the one that made the, the career-ending, injury-ending tackle on Bo Jackson.
1: Yeah, uh, that uh, dislocated his hip. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's the way he was, man.
0: He, was, he wasn't he, he wouldn't even be in safety today. He'd be a, a linebacker and a, yeah. a a thumper linebacker at that.
1: Yeah. yeah was I a mean, big
0: he, dude. I think he, he might have went about 6'3, 240 back then. Maybe? Yeah, right around then. Yeah, right around there. Yeah, big guy. I remember him. So he's your all-time favorite Bingle.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay. Okay. Um, but let's talk about the current the current state of the Bengals. Today's Bengals. Um you guys had a heck of a run. You, you you swept us this year. You whooped us two times. Yeah. You guys beat us really bad two times. And you ultimately end up end up finishing 10 and 7. Mm-hmm. And Pittsburgh finished nine, seven, and one. Had we not tied that game against Detroit, it would have been a tie for the division. But like I just said, you guys still would have won. And you guys sat at the last game against Cleveland. Yeah. Kind of, you kind yeah, of threw in the white flag them. on that one. Yeah, yeah. So you you easily could have won eleven and six. Um, but yeah, but even even if we had a tie, you guys beat us real bad both times. So you would have won the division by you know by the the, the tie break anyway. But uh, so you guys drafted Joe Burrow number one overall last year. Um, he was the Heisman winning quarterback for LSU two years, two years ago. Yeah, two years ago. I'm sorry. You're two right. So ago. you guys drafted Joe Burrow two years ago. He was a Heisman winning quarterback from LSU, led them to the national championship. Us Ohio State fans know he was a transfer from the Ohio State University. And I say that because knowing that you're a Michigan fan too, I say yeah. the Ohio State. But you guys beat us late last year. was a great year for you.
1: Yeah, last year was a pretty it was it was my best football. <laughs> it was my best football year of my adult life, I would say.
0: Yeah. No doubt. I forgot about that. I'm talking about the Ohio State University, talking about Joe Burrow, and you guys smacked us around Ohio State, Michigan game.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah you, was, you,
0: you're, uh, you're living good in the football world right now, man.
1: It was a fun, it was a fun run, yes.
0: But uh yeah, so and I say this about Joe Burrow. I don't know if Steelers – I feel like us as Steelers fans – and you can tell me how you you feel about this. I'm just going to throw it in there real quick because we're talking about Joe Burrow. But for whatever reason, Joe Burrow couldn't get on the field at Ohio State because of Dwayne Haskins. And we we have Dwayne Haskins, and I feel like he's continuously overlooked. I'll say he had his his issues in, in, in Washington, some maturity issues. He wasn't mature. He wasn't ready, I don't think. But I think this offseason he'll get he'll get his chance to compete. And I don't think we just as Steeler fans could just overlook him. He's he's first round pedigree, the fifteenth overall pick. A lot of people say he should have been picked earlier than uh uh the Danny Dimes. The Danny, the guy for the Giants. What's his yeah, name? Yeah,
1: yeah, Uh Daniel I'm, Jones. Yeah. Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones out of North Carolina, yeah. Should have been picked
0: before or, Daniel no, Jones.
1: Daniel Jones, Duke. Was he Duke? Duke. Duke, yeah,
0: yeah. But out of North Carolina as a state, so I, I knew where yeah. he was coming from. But, yeah, so – but, no, Joe Burrow, man, has come over and take the lead by storm, man. I mean, I, re- I really like that kid. I mean, I didn't, didn't know if I wanted him to play at Ohio State, but I see every reason why he should have played. But, I mean, he he's he's just turned you guys around. You guys have your franchise quarterback for the next 10 or 12 years, I mean, at least. Well, what do you think about Joe Burrow?
1: Um, You know – What can I say about him? You know, uh, uh, nothing but adoring stuff. Um, The guy's tough. Uh, He's smart. I've watched over the past two years, especially coming back from that injury. I watched the game from week four last year to week 12. It looked like he took the game and took the speed in half, cut the speed in half. Like he was processing so much faster um, than what he was at the beginning of the year and making better decisions and, and not trying you know, a, a couple of the interceptions he even had were, were balls that i I'm specifically remember one Jamar chase had a touchdown and li- like flipped it up in the air and it was an intercepted. Uh, pass I remember over. that one. Were several ones that were just, he threw it on the, on the nose and it, it was just, you know, bad plays uh, by wide receivers or whatever. But, but I just, I, I love his swag. I love his, his confidence. Um, I, you know, the one, the one, the one thing that I always worry about, um, and this is kind of the being a Bengals fan curse is I watch all these guys now getting the Brinks truck backed up and getting 50 million a year and 45 million a year. And that's not Mike Brown's MO. So that worries me. Um, I I say, yes, 12, 15, um, years we should lock him up I don't know if we will or not man I'm always I'm always that pessimist that's part of being a Bengals fan until until they prove me wrong um I mean I was even a pessimist going into this offseason so I'm sure we'll get into that later but uh but no as far as, far as Joe Burrow I, I don't know how we could have uh, had a better pick and um and and I'm just I'm happy he's here I'm happy we got our guy for now
0: I agree. I agree. And, I, and I'll, I'll, I'll follow up with that. But first you see the question on I do. Screen from Sherry Richards.
1: I do. Uh, it, it, it's a funny story. So I went to an Ohio state Michigan uh, f- like uh, a party when I was a kid with my dad and I was wearing a uh, an Ohio state Jersey uh, with a white t-shirt on underneath it. And um, I don't know if you guys ever been to Ohio state Michigan game or to a uh, viewing party. Uh, but they can get quite um, animated, we'll say. And uh, some of the Ohio State fans, I guess, are being ugly to Michigan fans. I am just retelling the story that my father told me because I had no idea how it happened. Um, <laughs> but uh, but I went to my dad at halftime and said, "I don't like the I don't like the way they're treating the other fans. kind of root for the other team." He but said, you, "Yeah," but, I, and I never quit.
0: But you went to an Ohio State game
1: in in Columbus. That was years later. The first time was when I was a kid. We went. We were actually in Lima. We just went to a a, a party. Um, friends were watching the the game, and there were Michigan fans, Ohio State fans. There were even Notre Dame fans there that were rooting for both of us to to lose. You know, what I mean, like, um. But that was it. Was a kind of a mixed mash of people. Um. But yeah, they were just, you know, just being fans. You know that that rivalry is pretty heated. Um, if fast forward, I was like, I think I was about 13 or 14. I went to, a, and I will preface it this with, I was six foot tall when I was 12. So I was a larger human being when I went down, but I was like 13 or 14 years old, went to a game, uh, in, in the horseshoe and Michigan actually won that game. One of the years, uh, that we weren't supposed to, to win, um, and we actually pulled it off. I think when it was late eighties or
0: when you were thirteen or fourteen back then. Michigan was winning a lot back then. The John Cooper years.
1: Yeah, yeah, that was the start of the John Cooper years. Yep. Yeah. And um, so yeah, we we you know we went. Michigan won. We were walking out, and there was probably a sixty some year old woman threw a half eaten hot dog at me and told me to go back where I came from. Uh, <laughs> okay. So that you know that was kind of fuel to to keep keep that Michigan thing going. So. That's how that's how I ended up a Michigan fan.
0: Okay. Okay. I get it. So back back to Burrow, man. I agree with everything you said. He's tough. He has Moxie. Dude is super poised. I mean, his poised in the pocket because this past couple of years, he, he's been under a lot of pressure with that Bengals O line. Yeah. Not being not being a really, a really good one. Much better than the Steelers O line's been the past couple of years, but still <laughs> Not not a really good uh, well, thing. That's
1: a, that's a race to be the world's tallest uh, little person.
0: <laughs> but uh yeah, no, but he still he still makes things happen, man. And I mean I, I think Burrow's super cool. I like I personally like cool athletes, you know what I mean? So like I I mean, even though a lot of Steelers fans don't like Tom Brady, I dig Tom Brady. Not not because he beats the Steelers a lot in, in his career, but because He's just so cool, man. I mean, like all, he do, all, all, all he's done in his career is win, win championships, marry supermodels. Yeah. I mean, I I I think Tom Brady's cool. I like Derek Jeter. I like those kind of guys. You know what I mean? Composure but,
1: at, the, at the at the most constricting of times absolutely does not blink. Ice water in the veins.
0: Absolutely, I think I think you're pouring on because he's a Michigan guy too. But I'll, I'll, I'll I digress with that one. Oh, well, Jeter uh, wanted to
1: go – hey, Jeter wanted to go to Michigan, too. Jeter, Jeter's from Michigan. I know. I'm just saying. Yeah. I'm just, I, you're, <laughs> the one, you're the one to keep throwing out the names.
0: Yeah, you no, know I mean? Yeah, no, I, I, I like all those guys, man. But uh, so this – so you guys this offseason have, have acquired some linemen to try and beef up that line for Burrow.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, yeah. what, um, what,
0: what do you think about those
1: accusations? Um my I think my favorite thing about them uh a is the whole proof to me you know what I mean like I'm like I said being a pessimistic fan um wh- what are we gonna do how are we gonna follow this up are we just gonna try and piece this together the cheapest way we can because that's what we've done in the past um and they no, they put they they've drawn a line of sand and they went out and got some really good players uh you know, I
0: mean, name drop a few.
1: Tell us about a couple of them. So my favorite one is Kappa out of uh, Tampa Bay, to be honest with you, because um, we haven't had a guard that was just an absolute mauler. Uh, you know, and, and I like that, especially for Joe Mixon's running style. Somebody you can get a pulling guard out there and, and block in front of him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think that will be uh, huge for him. Uh, we got Karras. Uh, the the center out of New England, um, really good center, and on top of being really good, uh, very intelligent. And I think we need a little more of that for uh, putting the the puzzles, the pieces of the puzzle together. Okay, uh, we were pretty weak there, um, you know. And then the the big name signing was Collins, you know, the, the tackle out of Dallas. Um, I, I really I really like him. Um, I, I mean. It, compared to what we did have, it's a big overhaul. Um, So I I really like the pieces, and it's it's by putting that money in and getting the pieces that were available in free agent market where I didn't see, um, you know, a great value. And some of those, what we got those guys for, I mean, you you know, we got Collins for what you guys are paying Chooks. I'll take that every day. You know what I mean? Right. It's the same ballpark. I think one's nine, one's 10 or something along the same lines. Um, I like, I, I love what they did there and it frees them up. in in my opinion, in the draft to go after best playmakers available, um, I think we'll lean defense more than offense, but I think, you know, getting a, a, a court, a, cor- a at 31, um, or some, or maybe, uh, you know, more depth at linebacker, uh, you know, with Wilson having shoulder surgery, you know, he's, he's been our best defensive player in my opinion the past couple of years. Um, maybe outside of Hendrickson, you can make an argument about, uh, but we're going to need more depth at defensive line. We're going to need more depth at other, like defensive line. Hendrickson's only signed for one more year. You know, we, we've got some stuff that we need to shore up. We don't, we don't have that side shored up as as much as the offensive side right now. So, uh, I think that's where we're going to see those assets and that's what I really like about our off season. It's given us the ability to do that.
0: Okay, so you guys you guys picked up those offensive linemen. Uh you you lost one of your one of your D-linemen, right?
1: Yeah, we lost Who did Was we it lose? Uh no, uh Ogan Joby, I don't think he's Ogunjobi. signed yet. Okay. I think he's still out there. Um, and, and, and I don't know – I don't know – I'm surprised. I don't know if he's asking for more than we're willing to pay or if he's asking for more years. Um, I, I think we signed B.J. Hill. Uh, and I think that – I think that in our mind maybe that was uh, one or the other. We're not going to put – I don't know. Um, but we signed B.J. Hill um, – the, Mark, the Mark, Mark
0: Mark Mark Tobin in the chat chat I believe he, Tupo. he uh he want, he wanted to he wished we could have signed uh, Collins, you know because Pitt, Pittsburgh has been re, has been trying to rework our offensive line and we yeah. probably could use an experienced tackle. Um, Dan Moore was a rookie fourth round pick out of Texas A and M last year. He started sixteen out of seventeen games. I mean, so I think he got a lot of experience. He'll be good, but. Finishing up with, with, with my questions for you, two more. Um the the act the acquisition of uh Hilton from Pittsburgh last summer. Yes. What did what, what do you feel like Hilton brought to your defense? And what was what was he worth the signing you guys signing for? Because we didn't we didn't want to dish out the money that he that that he made, but we probably could have we had reworked some contracts and cut some people that didn't do anything. But what what do you think about the signing? What did he do for you?
1: So I think he was well worth the money. Um, he brought a physicality on the inside uh, on that slot position um, at corner that we haven't had. And I I think, honestly, it kind of allowed us to cover up some insufficiencies, if you would, on the outside. Um, right. uh, because between him and Hedrickson being able to get home a lot more uh, and getting that push up the middle with Hill and Oak and, Joby and uh, those guys, uh, it seemed like that it covered up a little bit because I don't know. Eli Apple, I don't think, is the answer. I don't think Trey Flowers was the answer. Um, unfortunately, we re-signed Eli Apple in my mind, but you got to have somebody out there playing. We're not Ohio signing Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but uh, –
0: you got you guys cut
1: flowers though. Yeah, yeah. And uh Vernon Hargraves, um uh Trey Wayne's is another guy we thought was gonna be great. He's been very underperforming. We're not re-signing any of those guys right now. Um so so I think that yeah, he definitely shorted up and and you know it, it, yeah, we always talk about uh you're hating on me, you're hating on this. Uh, I make no bones about the reason why. I don't like the Steelers is because I'm envious of how well ran they've been for so long, uh, that long, sustained um, uh, drive of – I mean, what is it now, 17, 18 years without a losing season? Yeah. I be- That's incredible. You know what I mean? Um, I believe the last yeah.
0: losing season was 2002. I'm just I'm – just, S- I'm just guessing. I'm not sure. But somewhere around there.
1: So I don't I, – that – I don't lose the fact that when you bring somebody that was a part of that winning, like tradition and, and understanding that I think that, that, culture, piece of, that I think that culture and that piece in the locker room um, was also very valuable from Hilton. You know what I mean? And I think Hilton was um, one of the first guys that said he wanted to come over and play with Burrow. And I, I, I mean, you're seeing a lot of those other guys follow suit. I mean, Kappa signed with us right after. Um uh like I, within forty-eight hours after um uh um pre the After uh Brady said he was coming back. Okay. Brady said he was coming back, and Cap still signed with us. Uh, wow. so that was that was huge. You know, I mean I, I think we're starting to see like some people want to come play with this guy, you know. Yeah. some people want to come protect this cat if nothing else. Hayden Hurst, I think is going under the signing, under the radar kind of signing. Um
0: tied in from Atlanta.
1: Yep. Yeah. yeah I think I think he'll be really good.
0: Um uh, Because because you guys lost your tight end, right?
1: Yeah. Um Islamowoy went to uh the Jets. Okay. CJ, yeah. Now he was kind of a, a vocal leader for us. He was a, an average tight end. In my, in my opinion. I don't think we lose anything by going Hayden Hurst there.
0: I mean, I think I think you, you have the quarterback to be a false multiplier, force multiplier. Yeah. I think Joe Burrow will make those players around him better, not to mention you got Chase and Higgins and Tyler Boyd out there. I mean, so, I mean, we know Jamar Chase is going to demand a double team. So Hayden Hurst will have a lot of opportunities, you know, he he should, he should, he should eat He should do well yeah um my, my 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 last question real quick before before I turn over to you is just what do you think you guys for so many years have been used to to picking early in the top of at the top of the draft and now this year you're picking almost at the very bottom of the draft
1: uh yeah I mean what 31 is when we picked T Higgins with our second pick in that draft Okay, <laughs> you know what I mean. That's that's like that's uh, was he thirty one or thirty three? I don't know. You know what I mean? I like guess that's, that's normally our second. That's what that's a, a couple of picks away from our right second pick. from, from yeah, being your
0: second pick a, of the draft, right?
1: Yeah, it's a, it's an interesting um, it's an interesting thing. Like, uh, luckily, you know, most of those, uh, you know, where I think we're gonna miss in that first twenty. Uh, you're going to see quarterbacks. You're going to see wide receivers coming off. You see a lot of splash players, and, and I think we're good in those areas right now. Um, we're going to miss some defensive linemen. You know, it'd be nice to to get one of those top five defensive linemen. I don't think we will. Where we're at. So, um, so,
0: so, where where you're picking? I mean, being realistic, where you're picking? Who would your pick be if you could get the player you think you guys could could benefit from the most? In that in that range, realistic pick in that range.
1: Well, so this is I, uh, man. How do I, I? I have so I. I think we need a linebacker, right? Um, but I think there's better value in rounds two, three, four at linebacker,
0: right? Um,
1: I don't think there's like if no one jumps off the board. It's going to be available in that late first round that I think is gonna be a, a big splash player. Could be wrong so By might fall. We don't know. Best available then? Best available. I think we're gonna end up with a cornerback. Um I, I like the kid out of uh Florida. Um Elam. Yeah Elam. I like Elam. Um you know he's he's kind of taller. Um so to me I think it would be Eli Apple with a bigger upside. That's the way okay. I look at him, as far as his skill set. Okay, I think okay. He, he can play the ball a little bit better.
0: Dig that. All right, man. So I'm going to turn it over you to add, to be the, the question asker, and I'll sit here and give some answers of what I
1: think. Um, so we'll give you we'll give you a layup here to start off with, right? Sure. Um, how excited are you about poss- possibly pulling off getting Honey Badger out there? Is that? Now I, hear oh, some, man. I hear some ones?
0: that's ones. That's a good question, man, because a lot of people in the live chat thus far that have already commented on, we need Honey Badger. Um, I would love to get Honey Badger, man, for the right price. If Honey Badger wants to be part of a, the culture that you were mentioning, um, you probably got to take a little less money, maybe a, a million, million and a half less a year to play in Pittsburgh. I mean, I could see him signing two years, 24 million. You know what I mean? I mean, I know our, our capologist Omar Khan can work something out to make that work. Um, I mean, I our our defense is great now, but if if we were to add to Honey Badger, we would go to Elite. And a lot of people, Steeler fans are saying, I've I've seen them say, Honey Badger doesn't fit. He does the same thing Minka does, bring Edmonds back, you know, the kind of in the box run stopper. Safety like that. And and my and my response to that would be that Honey Badger can do those same things. He he's he's a short tackler. He doesn't bring the size that Edmonds bring. But I think when you're trying to create an elite defense, you just want you just want playmakers all over the place, you know. I mean, so to pair him back there with Minka Fitzpatrick, you have two of the best playmakers at that position in the entire NFL in your defensive secondary. They make everybody better. Uh-huh. The corners, you know, because we we have right now we signed Akella Witherspoon and Levi Wallace away from Buffalo. Those guys are good corners, but they're not like they're not like Patrick Peterson or Joe Hayden in their prime. You know what I mean? So those two safeties back there would make those guys just so much better. And it's to to pair to pair their playmaking and speed in the middle with with Miles Jack coming and Devin Bush, I mean, just all up the middle of our defense would just be great. And we already know what we have on the on the line with Cameron Hayward and TJ White. So I'm all for the honey badger. I mean, like I said, the price has to be right. He can't get 14, 15 million, but he could get 12 million.
1: I think that's a good deal for both of your, both sides though. I mean, if he wants to stay playing with winning football teams, you know, there's a lot of people trying to work around uh, salary cap issues right now, so it's 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 an interesting time, time we're living in. Right? Um, yeah, I just saw. Uh, I I just realized how to bring up the chat over here. Is that Ariel seventy five is hitting on my next question here? Um, draft wise, who would you like to see uh, on that draft? Because I think. Um, that you and I are with the same opinion of this guy, and I think you're gonna hit um hit Ariel 75's comments on the on on the nose here. I could be wrong. This one? That one.
0: Um man, the far as the draft goes for the Steelers. In 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 Colbert and Tomlin, we trust, right? So whatever those guys decide to do, I'm okay with. It. Now, if, they, if, if they're going to make a move in quarterback, the only quarterback I want in the first round is Malik Willis. If they have to trade up and spend some assets to get Malik Willis, some future assets, I'm okay with that because this is a move for the future anyway, right? If, you, if you're going for your quarterback, I don't think he would come in and play this year. So say Malik Willis is going in the top five or six, and he could go, and I don't think the Steelers would, would go up that high to try and get him. They might go, you know – Nine, ten, something like that to try and get them, but I don't think they'll go high as five or six to trade up to try and get them. So if we're sitting back there at 20, there's any number of players I want. I would love Jordan Davis
1: from, that, from Jordan. When that animal ran that f- sub five forty.
0: Yeah, he's a beast. Oof. Yeah, well, four four seven eight, I think. Yeah. Six, 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 what three hundred and forty pounds? Three forty
1: one. 341
0: 41 pounds. So yeah, I've mean, I, I like Jordan Davis, but you know, at that at that point in the draft, any number of players could be available. If Jordan Davis was available, I run up to the podium and that's who I'm taking if, if I'm the Steelers. But assuming he's not there, because he could easily be gone before that, I would be okay with Stingley, the quarter cornerback from LSU. I would be okay with. The wide receiver Olave from Ohio State. Um, I would even be okay with Devin Lloyd, the linebacker from from Utah. I know we picked up Miles Jack and have Devin Bush, but just to have another again here, here's that word playmaker yeah. on defense that that would be interchangeable with with Jack and Bush and give them rest and give different looks and put all three of them on the field at the same time. I just think that would really make our defense like like I said, elite.
1: Yeah, who do I see? Somebody in here commented about. Yeah, it was Ariel 75 again. Actually, the Bengals really wanted Devin Bush. I know I'm a Michigan fan and a Bengals fan. I really wanted him too. I cursed when you guys traded up to get in front of us because that broke a, a string of you not trading up, and you took him right in front of us, and I've been happy ever since that day.
0: <laughs>
1: it all worked out.
0: Yeah, yeah. So um,
1: – so uh you know, we, we've talked a little bit about contracts and, and things of that nature, and, you know, I've kind of hinted to the whole quarterbacks making $40 million, $50 million a year, and some of these things that people are starting to work around and they're losing some really big key pieces. you got wide receivers out there making 25 $30 million now a year. Um, you guys yourself have some big contracts out there. On the defensive side, I see your Watt jersey hanging up back there. Yeah, man um you know at what point do does the handcuff uh start getting too tight uh you know from contracts uh, you know like how do you, how do you, do you see like is it going to be they're going to pay big time on on you know three or four players and then everybody's going to try and piece the rest together and draft young and draft capital will go up or well what do you what I'm- do you think the future holds with that kind of stuff
0: I think I think we're in the best place we've been in the past 10 years, man. I mean, we finally have unloaded Ben's contract. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, we've been paying this guy at least $30 million for the past 10 years. I mean, he took a little pay cut this past year, but we freed up a lot of salary cap space. We are paying TJ now. We're paying Cam Hayward, but he's going to be, uh, you know, um coming up to the end of his contract he can restructure for something a little cheaper a little little uh hometown friendly um we got to pay Minka coming up this year I mean but really outside of that and we did pay Chukes a nice a nice amount I believe it was like was it 3 years 29 million or something like that
1: yeah 27 that right.
0: yeah oh, yeah but um and that's 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 like uh performance based so like they they there i believe there's a clause that the steelers can get out of that contract and so he has to perform to earn the contract but he it's a nice contract but he's been a starter for two years now and he's 24 years old so we still see even more upside in that contract so we could be theoretically getting chooks for cheap you know if he if he yep. pans out and gets better over the next yep. year or two and becomes a a pro bowler and such like that. I mean, because tackles aren't cheap. And so nine million in a year for a Pro Bowl tackle, if he if he reaches that that pinnacle, then that would be a good price. So we're not paying a lot of people. Uh Kevin Colbert and Omar Khan work a lot, work out a lot of good contracts for the team. Like a lot of the guys we just signed in free agency are on two-year deals, a couple of them. James Daniels and uh Cole, Mason Cole, a Michigan guy on our team, just signed with us. Um, or on three-year deals. But you know, we needed to beef up the o line. So I like the way our contracts are structured. The next big money person will probably be probably be Minka. And we'll have to decide if we are going to pay Deontay Johnson. Not anything huge, not not top end wide receiver money, but you know, he may get 14, 15 million a year. Um, but those are only big contracts I foresee coming in, in the near future.
1: I mean, we didn't pick up Devin Bush. Well, if you're going to take those two contracts on, though, that pretty much takes you out of, unless you move a lot of things around free agency market as far as big name quarterbacks. All right,
0: I don't. I don't think that's our plan. I think our plan is to roll what's in the room and draft some. But it's not this year, ideally for me, we get, we can get Willis. He's on a rookie contract for five years. We control him. And even when he played, he probably won't play until he probably wouldn't play until the twenty twenty three season if we got Willis. And then yeah. if we don't get the quarterback that we want this year, I think we turn around next year and push our chips all in for C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young from Ohio State and Alabama. So I don't I don't think the plan is to get a big free agent quarterback at all.
1: Um. So. I know you've you've addressed the offensive line as being a, a glaring need. Um, and this is something, uh, being in, in Pittsburgh as I am, I listen to a lot of sports talk radio. One of the other things that I think gets brushed a little bit under the rug, everybody talks about how good the defense has been and uh, making that next step to become an elite. But what were you, 31st in run defense last year? Next to last, you're absolutely right. So – so what what does it take to shore that up? Do you think it's is it getting better in the in the in the middle of the defense in the middle linebacker, the defensive line like I think it's I think it's getting healthy.
0: I think last year I believe the third game of the year we lost Tyson Alawalu, Stephon it never played all year because of you know personal situation with his you know his 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 brothers yep. tragic passing and he he had injury going into the season but he didn't come back at all cuz he wasn't mentally ready. I think Devin Bush coming back a year another year removed from the ACL injury, I think he'll play better. Uh I like Miles Jack over Joe Schobert in, in run stopping and just playmaking in general. Uh you know, Miles Jack is a playmaker and I also like the change up I, I love Keith, Keith Butler as our defensive coordinator for all those years, but you know, it was kind of getting stale. We've been doing the same thing for 10, 12 years now. I think Terrell Austin will be will bring a different, a different type of spice to the defense, along with Brian Flores being in the room too, to help coach up the linebackers and and, and offer and offer, you know, schematic tips and what we should do and things like that. I mean, I think about the game. He uh, coached last year when the Dolphins beat the Ravens. Remember that game? Mm-hmm. They had like nine guys up in the box the entire game, just making it miserable for Lamar Jackson, right? Yep. So I think just getting healthy, those guys on the line, on the D-line. Uh, we got Montrevious Adams, a defensive tackle, who we picked up off the uh, New Orleans Saints practice squad last year. Who looked real good toward the end of the year. He came. He's back. He signed. He, he'll be a nice piece. Not a starter, nice piece. Mm-hmm. With with Alawalu and it back and those guys and Devin Bush healthy and Miles Jack. I think I think we'll we'll move back up to a top 10 run stopping defense very quick. We and when we already know where we stand with the with the pass rush.
1: Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, what Watts the real deal, man? He's a stud. Watt is the real deal. Uh you know, that one the first game, I mean, you didn't have Watt um when we played you guys and 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 I was very thankful because I was I, well. The I past think, two I, years,
0: I, I think he played, but I think he went out in like the second quarter, pulled his groin. And that was the game he pulled his groin. But he, I
1: think he was questionable going in, and then came, and then didn't. I don't think he was himself.
0: Maybe I'm thinking about the game against the Raiders. I think you're right.
1: Yeah. Um. But I, I it's one of those things. Like I, you know, I, I, I've referred to the the last two seasons of Breaking Burrow, uh, um. As you know, episode <laughs> one through 17, <laughs> is kind of um, in season two, um, it is I'm just worried about getting that kid broke. Um, and and definitely TJ Watts, one of those guys, I'm worried about breaking him. But, right. No
0: doubt, well, you got to see that guy two times a year, but yeah, conversely, we have to see Burrow two times a year, Burrow and Chase. Yeah, all the more reason put the honey badger back there. You guys have Chase, Higgins, and Boyd.
1: Yeah, and Joe is yeah, not
0: the backfield. I mean, yeah, we 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 need all the playmakers we can get.
1: So uh, I, I I know you wanted to talk a little bit about the uh, the AFC North, what we see in the future, and uh, I, I think your Brian Flores defense against the Baltimore Ravens is a nice little segue because I was actually curious if you think the rest of the league is going to kind of play that way because. Um, I really thought putting everybody in the box and then putting somebody over Mark Andrews that won't let him off the line was big. They were chipping him too. Yeah,
0: I mean, you talk about in regards to defending Baltimore, mm-hmm. Lamar Jackson. I mean, I think I think he created a blueprint. I mean, I believe that might have been one of the last few games Lamar Jackson was healthy um, because you know the Ravens at one point I believe were eight and two last year, eight and three in defense, I believe eight and nine. So they went on a horrendous losing streak. Yeah. But I think Brian Flores did unearth something in regards to defending Lamar Jackson. I mean, you, you, to me, I think you, you making, you make him make quick decisions, right? Because being a pocket passer is not really his claim to fame. You know, he's yeah. a decent pocket passer. I don't think he's an elite pocket passer. He's not, he's not Patrick Mahomes or Russell Wilson or, or or Matt Stafford, any of those guys. So I think you, you, you can put, you know, eight or nine up at the line of scrimmage and just blitzing, rushing, making you make quick decisions and, and keep him contained from running the ball, right? Because ordinarily he, he drops back, he doesn't see anything, he buys time, and he takes off. But if you have eight or nine guys up, up on that line of scrimmage and you make him make a quick decision, he's all, you're already playing to what is what is the the, the weakness of his game, right? Make you yeah. make a quick decision and make you make a throw. Don't let him scramble yeah. around. Don't let him run. So I think there is something to that.
1: And I think uh, I, I would say eighty percent of his good throws on quick timing or quick decision are seam routes. Mark Andrews seam route throw it yeah. high, let him catch it. So. They are,
0: they yeah. are. I mean, he. I don't think he throws well outside the numbers. He, he's he's a seam route up the middle, mostly to Andrews, mostly to his tight ends. Yeah. I mean, so you, like I said, you make him make quick decisions. Now, let me ask you. We talked about how to defend Baltimore real quick. What do you think about the addition of Deshaun Watson to the Browns in our division? What do you think that means for them? Uh,
1: I mean, everybody in this division is trying to be legitimate. I mean, that's, that's number one. Um, There were a lot of years that you, you, you saw, you know, just trying to draft quarterback after quarterback, after quarterback. And they just said enough, let's go get somebody that's already established. Uh, you know, I know there's a lot of baggage. I don't know how to unpack all that baggage because I don't know what the truth is, and I don't think any of us do. I think a lot of people are just trying to, you know, make knee jerk reactions to it.
0: Hey, I gotta, I, I gotta, I gotta say, Sherry Richards' comment because she's right. Not to cut you off, but Pittsburgh has played always played well against Lamar Jackson. Anyway, they have, but now she says we already wrote a good blueprint. We being the Steelers for Lam- for Lamar. Floors will only improve it. I have to agree with that.
1: Yeah. Well, I myself, I, I, we need the blueprint because two years ago he made us look silly, <laughs> silly bad. They replayed that one, um, the the spin cycle move on ESPN about thirty five times in a month. I remember that night you oh, said the spin disgusting. cycle move. So yeah, we need that. Sherry, good point. Good point for the Steelers. The Bengals would like to share some of that knowledge, please.
0: Well, you got Mike Hilton. Mike Hilton. You guys swept Baltimore too this year, though.
1: Yeah, but we didn't play. We didn't play one of the games against him. You know what I mean? Like uh,
0: neither game Jackson played.
1: No, we didn't play one of them. The oh, first one of them, we
0: okay. Did. Okay, right, right, right. Yeah, the
1: first game we did, it, 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 that was the one. Eli Apple was coming off the field going, big trust, 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 trust us, like doing all that kind of crazy stuff. And I was like, yeah, oh.
0: He's a big talker. He always has been. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so you were saying you think that, – does that, that Watson immediately make the Browns viable? Or are they still going to
1: – Well, I, 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 at least um, – we're in conversation now. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Baker Mayfield didn't scare me. Uh, nope. The idea of Baker Mayfield when they drafted him did, but after a year, year and a half, I didn't. I didn't think. I never saw something that said this guy's going to turn the corner. You know what I mean? I, I think once you start eighteen games, you should start seeing those maturities, improvements, slowing down the game, making better decisions. And he never. I never saw that from him. I kept seeing the same mistakes over and over and over again, and you know, it's it, at what point do you pull the plug on that experiment? Um, right. Well, it, it, it,
0: it appears that they did. Yeah. Um, and you're right, uh, Baker Mayfield never scared me, and the Sean Watson doesn't scare me. I think he's when he was playing, when he was last playing, he he was not the lead quarterback. I say he was top five when he was yeah. last playing. We don't know what that's going to be. This year because he hadn't played for Correct. almost a year and a half, two years, right? Correct. So we'll see when he comes back.
1: But um, when the OBJ experiment goes out, um, and then but you, you got know, one. I
0: think I think that was that was directly correlated to Baker. That's what I was going to say. You got Deshaun Watson, and Deshaun Watson won some, won a lot of games in 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 Houston, and I believe won a couple division championships in that division, but also had some really bad seasons. So he could go either yeah. way. I mean, I think Cleveland's a better team. I was gonna say about OBJ. I think that, that they, tra- they traded. This- for uh, Amari Cooper. Amari Cooper. I was, was say Amari third Cooper. round pick. Yeah, but Amari Cooper doesn't scare me as much as what OBJ at the top of being used correctly would have scared me. I think OBJ is a, is a is a bigger game breaker than Amari Cooper. And I was when the Steelers played the Browns, I was more scared of. OBJ, then I then I think I'm going to be of Amari Cooper, but Amari Cooper with Deshaun Watson could be something totally different. So I don't know, but yeah. OBJ player for player scares me more than Amari Cooper.
1: Yeah, I definitely think it's um, you know, I, I think it's a I think it's a, a one of the toughest divisions in football. Second,
0: um, I, I got to rank the second toughest division behind AFC West.
1: Well, uh, you can make an argument for the NFC West too. I think I think I think no be
0: dirt. They lost they
1: they lost they lost just cuz uh, Russ they cuz they
0: lost Russ, yeah. Okay. okay. So you get you get two games against
1: what? Luck. You get the Rams, you get the Cardinals, Cardinals. you get the I, I still think the and 49ers are very viable.
0: Yeah, 49ers are very good, but we're talking about paying playing Trey Lance and Drew Lock. Very
1: true. <laughs> you very know true. what I mean?
0: Yeah. So, that, that the quarterbacks is the reason I have those two divisions, the West and the North. I mean, because you're talking about all those quarterbacks in the West. We know who they are. David Carr yeah. is in our position. David Carr is the Trubisky of that division.
1: That's crazy.
0: You know what I mean? Right. That's exactly. absolutely crazy. And David Carr is a pro bowler. Trubisky's been yeah. to a pro Bowl. Yeah. I mean, so I put those two up top, but then just think about how difficult the AFC is going to be to get in the playoffs. Now, you got those four teams in the West. I mean, I'm not even counting the Steelers. You still got you got Watson, Burrow, and Lamar Jackson in the north. You still got Josh Allen over there in Buffalo. I like, I like okay. what I like what Miami what Miami's done in offseason. We'll see what Tua can do. And I like uh the Colts picking up Matt Ryan. He'll be good for them. Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. Uh you look at look at the prognosticators right now. If you watch ESPN for 48 hours, you will see. No one picked the same person to get to the Super Bowl from the AFC to be in the AFC Championship games. Who's going to miss the playoffs from the AFC? I, I, I've on one episode I've watched uh, Booger McFarlane say that the Bengals are the best team in the AFC. They're going to go to the, the Super Bowl, and then I watched um, uh, what was the guy's name? that was the Jets um, GM that's on Mike Mike Tannenbaum. He gets Mike Tannenbaum <laughs> said the Bengals are going to miss the playoffs. Yeah, and, and you know what? I could see either one of them being right. You can't, but but not because they're
0: not a good football team. Just no, how things go in that tough division.
1: Divisions are tough. Health is going to play a lot into. And the AFC we play, for the next three Years,
0: I think we play the AFC East this year. So you're going to get Buffalo on your schedule, and you guys are playing a first place schedule. So mm-hmm. not only do you, we, you play Buffalo because we play that division. You'll also be playing who who won the, the Titans again. You'll be playing the Titans. Mm-hmm. And you'll be playing who who won the the South? The Titans won the South. Who won the yeah. West? You'll be playing the Chiefs.
1: Chiefs, yeah.
0: That that's a tough schedule. The that's Steelers have a had second place game. schedule, but you know. So yeah, so I don't know, B Dirt, man, but we're gonna go ahead, man, and get ready to wrap it up, man. We've been on here for about 52 minutes we'd like to try and keep around 45 50 minutes so we're gonna get out of here man you got any parting shots man anything you want to say
1: you know just uh look forward to the rest of the offseason and the draft um i i don't know i i, I, I I'm, I'm 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 excited i'm excited to the point for the draft for the first time that um, um not this season but next year when it's in detroit i'm gonna be there
0: you'll be there okay Nice. It's in Detroit next year. I think Detroit's, I can, I'm excited to kind of see the Detroit hard knocks too. Yeah. They'll, they'll be on the, I mean, you know, I'm not a Lions fan, but you know, we both, we both are from a place in close proximity to Detroit. So, you know, I'm not against the Lions. They're in the NFC. So if they can be good, I won't mind them being good.
1: Tune in and watch them eat some kneecaps, right?
0: <laughs> right. But, uh, Hey man, I just want to say thanks for, for joining me. I mean, you're our first time together on here we'll have you back at some point in the future to talk about the Bengals maybe in a in a in a form of, of, all, of all of us of a, a Bengals fan a, a Ravens fan and a Browns fan um you 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 uh contribute and guest a lot on our on my podcast uh the know it alls we're about to be doing that thing here at about 6:30 eastern time check us out on youtube the know it alls um and just you know Check check more of these great BTSC different podcasts. You have audio podcasts. Uh, Jeff Hartman's uh, ride the ride or die crew. I love listening out on Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Uh, tomorrow night you'll get Brian, Bad Anthony Davis, Tony Tony Defeo, and Shannon White on the uh, the Hangover. Check that out and just all the other different podcasts and, and articles that are on on the website that the BTSC has to offer. So. We're going to sign out. Thank you for joining us. From me and B-Dirt, peace.